Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sean, I can't believe I'm saying this. I might. Could I get you to back off the mic just a tiny bit? That's it was blowing be... out with a new board. It's. Is there a way to turn it down, or can I just? I've turned it down. You Would go. you call that board shorts? Did it? <laughs> I'll see myself out. <laughs> no, let let me get you the door. I insist. Um... <laughs> Out of paper, out of stock There's friendly faces around the block Break loose from the chains That are causing you pain Call Michael and Stanley Jim Dwight Creed Call Andy and Kelly For your business paper needs Or Dundermiff Then the people versus paper people Dundermiff Then the people versus paper people Dundermiff Then the people versus paper people Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host and investment banker, Sean Roney. And I'm Edwin James, minority executive, graduate of Sabre's Print and All Colors Initiative. (laughs) And with us, as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. Now we're cooking. (laughs) What is it, Kelly? What is this great fear of yours? Trevor Mary. Yes. Dying alone, that is very scary. <laughs> and how are you, Toby? So great. <laughs> yes. He jumps right on it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't wait at all. Yes. Loneliness. It is scary. Every week we get together and talk about our favorite show, NBC's The Office. This week we are discussing the Annex. What? That's right. Just the annex <laughs> the last few weeks we've done uh i know i know everyone just relax it's gonna be okay chill out yeah. let edwin explain what does it yeah. mean daddy loves you my widow angels uh but we have done uh in the last few weeks we've done different episodes we've done different arcs and characters and stuff and we wanted to take it into a little bit of a more abstract uh direction to try to look I at the office <laughs> there you daddy, go daddy yeah. and i am gonna kiss the boo-boo thank you yes um, but we wanted to look at a location within the office and the characters that kind of uh, move through it throughout the course of the show um, and just kind of the role of that location plays. So what is, a, kind of a different way to look at the show uh, from a, a different angle, a different ge- perspective. A geographical angle, mm-hmm. really. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah, we've, we, do, we do episode recaps. We do story arcs. We do character. Season uh, recaps. Se- yeah, season recaps. Uh, this is a new... Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to dive into a lot of... Mm-hmm. We're blowing the roof off, <laughs> kicking off a whole new way to blowing the, the roof off. off. Yeah, yeah. Um, later in the episode, we're gonna do some. Uh, we're gonna listen to some voicemails. We're gonna uh, that we have a fan theory that somebody sent in, and we're gonna do trivia all sent in by a listener. So that's uh, that's super exciting. Uh, thank you for uh, <laughs> giving Alex a break from doing the trivia. <laughs> it was really. Week. I was like, got on my computer to like make trivia, and it was like, yeah. what's this? <gasps> oh. Yeah. Well, well, well. <laughs> my job that, here is done. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, we could definitely take some more listener trivia. So I'm super excited for that. But let's get into today's subject, the annex. And my, at one point, Michael describes Dunder Mifflin as two rooms in a warehouse. And the annex is clearly that second room. That so. second room, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, a it, separate part yes. of the office divided uh, by the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, uh, I mean, there's kind of a main office, right? Where I think we would call it the bullpen. The bullpen, exactly. The it's only often time referred to as I, the bullpen. Yeah, the only time I can really think of it being called the bullpen is when uh, Clark is trying to take Jim's desk. 
in season mm. nine. And Dwight says, you're an annex kid. Maybe someday you'll be bullpen. Yeah. <laughs> also, Michael, when he switches jobs with Jim and mm. he wants to be a salesman and he's sitting there and he goes and he's like, oh, yeah. back in the bullpen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Or the carpet. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. 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 Uh, but, but we'll get into so all that. I think that. the bullpen specifically sales. Yes, I, would I, d- say, I think right? so. I think accounting. So those are your tucked, pitchers tucked on a, back there. On a yeah. Company, your pitchers mm-hmm. are the sales. Yeah, right, right. Mm-hmm. And they've got all their desks facing mm-hmm. each other. It is a. Bowl. And they're down there, and they're singing their ethnic songs. <laughs> well, that's the grimy. Warehouse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, but we will. We could do the warehouse eventually. Yeah, we we will. do accounting, we'll, reception. We'll, I love this idea for a subject. We're going to talk about the annex today, but yeah, parking lot, warehouse, like focus on these different. I mean, I mean, in, Shroot Farms, mm-hmm. in Cooper's Seafood, Cajino's <laughs> <laughs> Pizza, Hooters. Yeah, um, the Benihana's. Annex is often seen or described as kind of the lesser of the two, right? Mm-hmm. It's it is one might say icky, icky. Yes, mm-hmm. that's that true. People exact- say it's icky. <laughs> um, but when when the show begins, we've only got a, we, uh, we've only ever got a few people back in the Annex. You've got. Um, Toby and Kelly to start. Yes, uh, they're sort of the permanent residents. That's right. Of the annex throughout the show. That's right. And there's all and there is the break room in the in the annex as well. And there's kind of like a little hallway tucked sort of next mm. to mm-hmm. the break room that we see every now and then. I as kept well. the I kept the break room separate from the annex it, in my in my head. Okay, mm-hmm. it's just a few desks. All I think. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Am I wrong? Am I wrong? That's kind of what it is. It's just that extra little space. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, and I think the way that the show kind of sets it up is the characters who sit back there are a little bit more um, tangentially related to the operations of the office. Customer service is a little bit more removed. Human relations or human resources, I should say, yeah. is a little more removed, right? And it's interesting that it's Toby and Corporate Kelly. liaisons. Yeah, right, yeah later it, on in the show. But makes, I, yeah, I'm thinking makes, early on, yeah. yeah. It makes sense that reception, sales, accounting, they all need to be near mm-hmm. each other. And the manager. And we, the manager, yeah. Yeah. It also makes sense that the show's writers would be back there too because i feel like a lot of time when they're writing an episode they're just not they're like i'm not writing myself into this one it's helpful Mm. that they work in a place where they're not going to be in the background of any shots yeah we have to remember that in production of the show when when people are having their talking heads in the conference room and you can see the entire office behind them all all the all the Main ensemble cast has to stand in as mainly as background. Stanley and Creed, are yeah, the two. right, yeah. 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 But I mean, but I don't was, think it's any accident that it's usually Ryan, Kelly, and Toby, right? Mm-hmm. The three major writer actors on the mm-hmm. show. Well, and Ryan back there. begins. You know, the writers who are on the show. Yes, to your point, yeah. Paul Lieberstein, Mindy Kaling, B.J. Novak. Um, B.J. Novak begins as a much more prominent part of the ensemble, or as like kind of a major mm-hmm. character, you know, alongside mm-hmm. Jim Pam, Michael Dwight. Um, but as he fades to the background, he does get moved literally to the annex and then to the closet. <laughs> yeah, um, eventually. But, but yeah, I think that's an interesting point that, yeah, the writers themselves have kind of removed themselves from the main action. Yeah. In the first season, and maybe a little bit of the second season, there is another character in the annex. Do you know who I'm... Do you know who I'm L- speaking Loran? of? Luann. Lu- Luann. Luann, excuse me. Luann, that's right. We've mentioned her before on yes, the show. Yes, we brought her up, yeah. She is she, appears she is kind of a character that you see, uh, like, I mean, you know, what would be like an extra or something like that. But as the show continues on, everybody, we get to know everybody in the office and all of a sudden Luann is gone. I believe that was a Greg Daniels thing where he wanted to have other characters who we don't really hear from or, or interact with as, mm-hmm. as the viewer, I guess. Um, but Luann, yes, does fade away, I believe, her last episode or last appearance is in season three. Oh wow! Really? Yeah. Season three? Yeah, she's she's like you guys. We talked in the about background this. Of a lot of <laughs> yeah. yeah, we did. She's on. Oh, that, that was a while ago. Her last appearances in Back from Vacation. Wow. Yeah. Crazy, huh? Mm-hmm. Um. Well, she's the the Pete Best of the Office cast. <laughs> um. It's a Beatles reference, kids. Yes. But yes. but uh, I I think we mentioned it already in the carpet. Um. Michael. Uh, Todd Packer, as we learn later, defiles uh, Michael's carpet. Um, What's up, my nerds? <laughs> there he is. Um, and uh, and Michael kicks Jim back to the annex. So Jim does spend some time back there. Um, but uh, but who who? who <laughs> it's it's funny you say Jim spends some time back there because it it is you make sort it of sound used, like prison. Yeah, it's used as a jail mm-hmm. uh, or a it prison is. a little bit because I mean I mean Jim said. Ryan sent back there for it punishment. It is punishment, yeah. Yeah, Michael sees it as punishment every time he has to go talk to Toby. For him, it's like Toby's this creature that lives back in the annex, 
Um, and then also like Kelly's back there who the rest of the office members clearly don't enjoy talking to her that much. Kelly's nook. Kelly's nook refers to might be why she's usually back there. Well, <laughs> can you think of what Kelly says to Jim when he goes back there that Toby used to sit next to me, but then he had to move because of an allergy. <laughs> Jim, <laughs> said, Jim says to the wall. <laughs> Kelly says weird. That's it. Yeah. yeah. yeah and, and Toby just gives a look to the camera. I think. Um, There's also a moment where um, Toby says, you know, I don't know if Michael intended to punish me by moving Ryan back here, but if he did, genius. Yeah. He's trying to, like, tell them to be quiet <laughs> yeah. Yeah, while they're arguing. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's that shot of Toby where he's just kind of rubbing. He's like, he's like guys, yeah. can you go somewhere else? Yeah, guys, exactly. Other yeah. people so are working other back here. Other people are working here. Mm-hmm. There's a few times that Toby has to remind people that people do work in the annex. <laughs> Sidebar, are those the two most opposite characters in the office? Yeah. Kelly and Toby? I think mm. so. In terms of their, yeah. Just mm-hmm. like everything about them is their different. outgoing nature, yeah. versus sort of the introverted, more mm-hmm. uh, subdued nature. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Although they, their jobs are somewhat similar, but it, yes, that they work with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but other than that, I think those might be the two most opposite. I think, I think the so. other thing that we kind of get when when uh, in uh, Office Olympics, when Jim kind of tours the office a little bit and mm-hmm. is seeing everyone's I different was just games, bring this yeah. Up. When he goes, they say, you know, uh, after he's playing paper football with mm-hmm. uh, Kevin and Oscar, they say you should go back to the annex and ask Toby about Dunderball. Yeah. So they're back there and they're throwing that ball back and forth over the wall, and Jim yeah. says, "So this is that noise that I'm hearing all day." <laughs> but it's interesting to think like, who is Toby playing with? If Jim is not back there, and Kelly's the only other person back, the man there. in black. I yeah. wonder <laughs> if it may, perhaps people do. Yeah, this is another thing about the annex is that people do get their private privacy a little bit when they're meeting with Toby. I mean, I'm thinking about Dwight. Dwight, yeah, yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Going back, <laughs> the sexual harassment. Is that the episode that I'm thinking of? Mm-hmm. Or even later on when. Yeah. Uh, Dwight and Angela ask Toby about what it's like when two gay men have sex. Yeah. Or when Jim <laughs> is t- asking Toby about his divorce in season nine. Yep. So there are moments where characters come back to talk to Toby. Like yeah. That. So yeah. maybe that could be the time when uh, Toby likes to play some Thunderball. Or in conflict resolution. Scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When uh, he's taking complaints. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When Michael tries to take the... Now you and I have a conflict, right? He tries to take the stack of documents, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, the cops show up back there. There's some wonderful moments, but in the in the annex, definitely in Frame Toby. There's That's, a ton. Yeah, I mean, Frame Toby is a big episode for the annex. If we're th- if we're talking about big episodes for the annex, <laughs> <laughs> and dude, we're talking big episodes for the, about the annex. You man. can take your little you episodes about the annex and get them get out, them out, out of here. here. We yeah. don't want them. We don't want them. Take them into Ryan's office. No, God, please, no. Yeah, That's, yeah. Somebody, cu- yeah. I mean, that's there's there's some big moments there because really, uh, well. I, Oh, I cut you off there. I was just going to say, you mentioned Office Olympics. Big episode for the geography of the office. Sort of mm. learning what are the capabilities. Also, stress right, relief. Is a big episode. Stress relief is another big one. Because yeah. you see how many doors there are and how many they try and get right, out there's of. There's like a right. back way. That's true. Back That's there. true. Yeah, so like you can get out of the office through the annex. Which, by th- this feels like a good time to mention that if you are curious about the geography of the office, people have done floor plans mm. of the office. And there's even like a really amazing uh, 3D one. And you can like, it's just like that you realize, like I didn't realize that the stairwell is in the middle, is in between the annex and the and the main office, in the bullpen. But anyways, you can look that up. Uh, the office floor plan on Oh, man. I would love Google. a frame, like, schematics, like a blueprint, but without, That's a like, thing. a big label on it. Like, I would just love that framed of just like that. It's, that it is be cool. 100% a thing that you can buy. I put it on my wall. Yeah. I would love to people have, would look at it like, what is that? You would have little <laughs> stickers of the characters' oh, faces, yeah. and you can move them around based on what part of the show you're in. <laughs> Which episode yeah. it is? Oh, that'd be really fun. Daryl upstairs in his office, right? Yeah. But just for like the flow of when characters moving in and out of the annex, it's almost like a you know if 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 you're in a like a play or even like you know you hear about directing a scene, directors are telling where the actors should be moving while they talk but it's always to have intention you know you want to go over here and do this and then go over here and say this line and people only go to the annex when they really have a reason as Mm. opposed to say michael or whoever can come out into the main office and they just sort of wander and talk but it's like the annex has to have very specific plots and a reason to go back there Mm. in the scenes granted you get a lot of just ryan and kelly moments back there but for the most part people are only going back there when they have to deal with toby or or deliver a paper good, to Kelly. That's a good point. We don't. We're not all of a sudden in the annex with 
Toby or Kelly. We follow people in there. Yes. Yeah. Like, that's a very good point. Doesn't that seem yes. like I? Would, I don't think we yeah. ever jump back there unless I'm right. unless we're doing a talking head. Maybe. And that's what I mean. Where it's like it's this place to go. It's like this cave within yeah. the office where people go to sort of deal with the human resource issues or mm-hmm. customer service mm-hmm. issues. And then they get back in. They get right out of there right away. And or Gabe's back there. Who's that's, I was just going to say. The speaking spindly of, cave creature. <laughs> speaking of people going back to visit, uh, or they have to go back to visit, Gabe is also the, uh, uh, occupies the annex. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and we get a lot of great scenes of people going and, uh, and uh, mm-hmm. getting some private time with Gabe. Um, like when so, Pam is pitching herself as... Uh, Office administrator. Yeah. When Kevin is telling him about that Lady Gaga move and yeah. Michael follows him back there. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of moments going back there to go see Gabe. Um, uh, what about I when... I think uh, the, that conversation in the conference room, though, right? When she gets her... When she confronts him about the... Oh, I'm just... I, you know what I'm job? thinking specifically of when... No, no, yeah, yeah, I know. Just, I'm just about. thinking of when he says, can I get one of those name tags? Oh, right. That's, that's, <laughs> the, that's the moment I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it happens in a couple <laughs> different locations, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, when uh, Daryl and Michael, um, when Daryl gets uh, kind of like promoted almost by Joe, and uh, Michael didn't pass on his idea. Oh yes, about uh, about um, uh, letting uh, drivers sell paper mm-hmm. uh, and printers. Uh, yeah, that's right. Um, Madge from the warehouse just made it for sale. We should be doing not, this years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I am not budging on the hat idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any. Uh, other characters who occupy the annex, who actually have a desk back in the annex. Uh, right? Clark? We, Pete we've Clark. mentioned, yeah, we've mentioned, uh, we've mentioned Toby, Kelly, Ryan, Gabe. Pete and Clark, Gabe, mm-hmm. Pete and Clark for season nine. Yeah. That is their world. And finally, actually, it feels a little bit like in season nine. A little the, bit of gravity the, shifts over that, there. Th- that might be the the exception to the to the rule I mentioned mm-hmm. earlier that we don't really just like show up in the annex. There's not really a lot happening back there. But in season nine, we do. We do, we have a lot. We have the house of cards. Mm-hmm. Um, Other complaints. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's where Dwight hides his treasure for se- from season eight. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or uh, I'm thinking too of when um, Toby is so excited to have them back there. He's like, just three single guys hanging out there. <laughs> That's right. They're playing that weird typing game. Uh-huh. They yeah. go for a walk, and Toby says, smile if you love men's prostates. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, Toby, Toby trying to get a sense of community in the annex is always really fun. I love when uh, during uh, the Halloween episode, mm-hmm. season eight. Down um, Bones? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Gabe and Kelly. And, That's what uh, leads into and Robert Toby. California going... Like lovely, yeah. lovely. Yeah. How are we today? Yeah, right. Uh, but they're all dressed or in the skeleton outfit, and mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, "This is wonderful. Did you plan this?" <laughs> or when Bert goes back and uh, he's like, "Hey, Bert. Oh, hey, Bert. You want to see the dance again? Dem yeah. bones, dem bones." Mm-hmm. And he fake fires Toby. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> but uh, but of course, another time when uh, yeah, Gabe and Kelly are like, "Well, you know, we talked about Gabe and I talked about uh, doing something," and Toby <laughs> says, "And I overheard and thought it sounded like fun." I'm getting that quote wrong. I know people are upset. I'm think, sorry, guys. I think Gabe says that. Oh shoot, you're right. Wow, I blew that. Well, I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> you're <laughs> absolutely right. Gabe is the one left out. Wow. We're going to so get So when Gabe him. moved back to the annex, Toby and Kelly started bonding mm-hmm. then over their, <laughs> over their dislike of Gabe. I just realized that just now. Gabe brings a lot of other people together. Right. But he's never a part of it, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. More of a Toby than Toby. Jeez. Young, young Toby. It is interesting that like Pete and Clark get kind of put back there and they're both trying to kind of find their way out in a little bit Mm -hmm. in their own way. I think uh, you think about Clark trying to become a salesman as being very ambitious about getting a list of Dwight's clients and trying to take Jim's desk, you know, and when David Wallace comes around, he's trying to be visible, right? And Mm. you see Clark or uh, you see Pete kind of try to distance himself from Clark because he thinks Clark is kind of a skeevy dude. Um, (laughs) And he's trying to, you know, he's, he's kind of being there for Aaron in his own way, but like... He also sort of finds his way out of the annex to talk to Aaron and interact mm-hmm. with Aaron, mm. you know. Um, it's interesting that they both kind of break out of that space in that way, you know. Because mm. it does feel like a literal line. I mean, I, I'm jumping backwards in the season, but last week we talked about Take Your Daughter to the Workday. And when Ryan and Melissa are in the kitchen and Melissa is yeah. telling Ryan all about jitters, Kelly is visible behind the door to the annex. Mm-hmm. And she comes through that line, right. that physical barrier to talk to Stanley and tell That's him right. what's going on. So there is something about breaking that, that wall 
Yeah, yeah totally. totally. And there's no there's no windows to the outside in the mm-hmm. annex. It's a closed space. I mean, when Holly comes back and she gets shown the desk, she mm-hmm. says, I love the view. You know, and they kind of laugh about it because yeah. it's just like, boy, there's nothing. But there's, there's, there's sight lines to the rest of the office and the cameras are often going through maybe three or four windows, like totally. both sides of the kitchen into like something back there. Or a lot of other things are their partitions between Kelly like there's, they use that a lot. Kelly peeking over her partition mm-hmm. or like the edge of her cubicle. Definitely. So it's like the annex is this sort Dwight, of. Dwight, get uh, out of my nook. Yeah. yeah. Tactically for the cameras to move around and, and well, characters to go. It's an interesting space. I'm so glad that you guys kind of brought this up. Um, that there's kind of like a, Dude, there's welcome, some man. sort of a. <laughs> thank yeah. you so much. Um, because I think, yeah, in in all these ways, like it's almost like you don't you don't want to go back. We've talked about how you don't want to go back there and stuff like that, and how you have to kind of pass through all these these doors and windows. Um, we haven't what we haven't mentioned is Holly Flax, of yeah. course, ends up winding up back there, mm-hmm. the love of Michael's life, mm-hmm. and and while aka you know, a living breathing angel, <laughs> and and while there's like plenty of things that I'd love to talk about with Holly in the in the annex, like them building the chair together, or the time that he throws Woody in the garbage can and dumps the coffee on him and stuff like that, or her um, salad in the garbage. Yeah, that's right, that throws her. Shot Actually, you're not a client, so uh, we'll split it. <laughs> there is one very specific thing that I'm thinking of, which is of course when. Uh, the garage sale uh, Michael proposes to Holly. Yeah. And the way that they use the geography there of the office, that she they close those blinds mm-hmm. on the on both sides of the kitchen and right. she's surprised when she walks into the kitchen and sees she goes everybody. Through the, she just fights the gauntlet of every office mm-hmm. worker That's right. asking her to marry him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. She's tempted by Ryan. Mm-hmm. but Only uh, one I was worried about. <laughs> that marriage would be a sham from the start. I would actually, I would actually yeah. like to see that. Yeah. Her and Angela. Uh, but, um, but then, of course, then they walk through and, you know, then there's all the candles everywhere and they can, and they have a private they they have some privacy back in the annex even though you know of course everybody twists the blinds open to watch but it is there's something about being back in the annex that is like i think while it feels kind of sad and lonely for a lot of the show it's very intimate in that moment Mm -hmm. so that that was a really fun way to play with the geography i think that the writers did a good job of that cauliflax marry me will you be (laughs) funny that a, a place that Michael associates with such just darkness and dread yeah. is yeah. And the place he meets Holly, mm-hmm. the place he proposes to Holly, the place where his li- life completely changes hmm. is right next to where Toby sits. Yeah. And you love the way that too, the sprinklers go off and it kind of breaks the tension. It causes hundreds of thousands of yeah. dollars of damage and nobody cares. Do you ever wonder why the sprinklers <laughs> didn't go off during Dwight's fire alarm, but all those candles made it go off? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they had to put a new system in after yeah. Dwight oh, that might be used it, it up, yeah. but... Mm-hmm. Uh, I noticed rewatching that s- the proposal scene. Michael starts to talk right before the sprinklers come on, mm-hmm. and he goes, "It started with a broken." That's ch- so I think. Oh, a broken chair. Yeah, he never finished. Then he does Yoda. He never finishes that line. That's but I right. Think yeah. He was had a speech prepared of like wow. it started with a broken chair right here. Oh man, on the ground. Yeah. And uh, oh, yeah. you don't get to you don't get to see that finished, but I assume that's what he was going to talk I about. I'm thinking too of when Holly first comes back. I think the episode is Ultimatum in season seven, when uh, Kevin and uh, Kelly follow her back to the annex, and she's wearing a mitten. Mm-hmm. She takes off the <laughs> mitten. She goes, "Ha ha ha!" Right? And, yeah. Congratulations! <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. It's a fantastic moment. <laughs> we also get. Well, I don't think we mentioned it, this. It I, sort of it sort of foreshadows the proposal scene a little bit, where they yeah. follow her back. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know too if we mentioned this. We we keep bringing up the times where they bleep out swearing and we notice it. Oh yeah, that's one of the greatest ones. Oh in the yeah, annex with Kevin and Gabe with the double double you, birds. Gabe. Yeah, that's a great one. <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna say when uh, oh, yeah. Holly shows her ring finger yeah, right back <laughs> at you. Oh, that yeah, <laughs> right back at you, bitch. <laughs> Which is entirely inappropriate. <laughs> that is one of Kevin's least. <laughs> Kevin hops the, on board. The, one of yeah. his worst moments, right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, other other characters who occupy the annex, we, uh, Tony Gardner for a short while out during. Oh, is the, that where he? Okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he is back there. Uh huh. Um, of course, who gets fired uh, during the their merger? Mm-hmm. Um, 
and uh, Dwight gets moved back there when uh, when Todd Packer takes his desk mm-hmm. because Todd Packer, of course, wrote underneath Dwight's desk. Todd Packer was here. I love to talking about annex moments just when Jim and Dwight are trying to figure out how to prank Packer and they're back there <laughs> brainstorming specifically yeah. when he talks about uh, getting fixing it like adjusting his drawer so it only opens like an inch or two yeah. right it's the way annoying. that Jim kicks his legs off the desk and walks away <laughs> you know, it was a very James Trickington-esque move yes. yeah Dwight also again getting like really upset uh, revealing his obsession with Harry Potter mm-hmm. <laughs> You go down there and check out that Harry Potter world. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he, yeah, we, he reads Harry Potter to Moe's. We know that. Or to Jim. Mm. What about the, this? Yeah. As, a, as an annex moment. Who is Justice Beaver? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Other There's the no God please no. Iconic moment. Uh, cops coming in there and frame Toby. A lot of, lot, of, mm-hmm. lot of action in there. The proposal. Uh-huh. Um, the proposal, of course. Aaron I mean, and Pete's relationship blossoming right there. It's another frame Toby moment, but I love when Michael and Dwight come in and <laughs> Toby's like, hey, uh, wait. It's such an amazing scene where like uh, Kelly and Ryan are making out and Toby's like, hey, guys, 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 like you can't do that here. And then just tries to be like, Want to see some photos from Costa Rica? <laughs> it's like you just reprimanded that, and they, Ryan's like, "Sure." And then or later when Michael tries to get Toby to just come out and hit him. Well, that's you know? it. Yeah, that's it though. Oh yeah, right after the photos, yes. and then all of a sudden, like Michael and Dwight come in and throw the photos on the ground. I should have. You should have hit him, man. man. The sadness <laughs> of Toby picking up his photos off the ground once yeah. in a lifetime. Mm. <laughs> And it's just like just like that dynamic between Toby and Ryan and Kelly at that mm-hmm. time is just so <laughs> so depressing. Mm-hmm. Oh man! Uh, other favorite moments from the annex. Other things that you, you other points you wanted to make. I said this quote earlier, but when uh, the es- the episode I believe is customer survey in season five, when uh, Jim and Dwight are trying to figure out what went wrong with their customer surveys, and they go back to talk to to kind of confront Kelly. Right. And they talk for a while and then eventually it kind of it bubbles up into Dwight get out of my nook and then Pam on the phone. That's what she said. That's what she said. Like that's that's one of my favorites. <laughs> yes, I think. yes. Yeah. It was a very surprising one, which I really loved. Well, yeah. as I think I don't know how long after that it is, but Kelly does get a sign that says Kelly's nook mm-hmm. that yeah. looks like right. a kind of right. like a what is that like elf cookie company? Keebler. Yeah, it kind of looks like Keebler elf like mm-hmm. type of a thing. Um one more moment that I just remembered from from the annex when, when we're at this part in the show. Yeah, me, right. <laughs> whatever you got, whatever you got. Segment called. There's that one time yeah. when it's the cold open. Oh, with I've the got str- one. Yeah. The Scranton Strangler, where Gabe walks oh, yes. in and nobody's in the main office, <laughs> and Aaron just pops out. I was like, they caught him, and they're back in the annex watching it. So it's like Kelly's the only person who was able to figure out how mm-hmm. to get the stream going on the mm-hmm. on the computer. But Toby's all not there. Huddled around in the annex. Or uh, or one more time, one more was just just Daryl and uh, and the gang making the making the oh uh, making theme the song. song making our theme song our theme Correct. song yeah. yes yeah that's a sweet moment Ryan doing annex. push-ups that's one <laughs> when uh, Dwight comes back and he says uh, he finds the Kelly's mallet and he says where did you get that and he says oh Jim gave oh you mean Professor Damon D Duck <laughs> Jim gave him to me yeah oh gosh he scan he does the scan of Kelly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I get to the diseased area. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ah, he's always trying to surprise her. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, why I always try to whip open doors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, I put together, uh, just for fun today, prepping for the show, put together a little audio compilation of all my favorite moments Ooh. in the annex. So please take a trip through the kitchen and come with us. I did not want to go back to the annex because that is where Holly worked, whom I loved. Also, it's icky back there. That's true. People say it's icky. <laughs> okay. I'm going to Thailand with some friends from high school. Well, uh, high school. Sit on floor and put together a chair, we will. Pass curvy metal piece, you will. You think I framed you and you're worried about the taxpayer? The <laughs> God! This looks like where I'll probably do my push-ups every day. Hey. Well, I hope you're still committed because I'm pregnant. <laughs> Toby, I'm going to tell you her last name oh, tomorrow yes. because she's going to be screaming it tonight. She's going to be screaming her own last name. Hey. <laughs> no, God! 
No! God, please, no! 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 I like you. It's not to like. But you need to access your uncrazy side. Otherwise, maybe this thing is run its course. Don't you dare walk away from me, Daryl Philbin. You are the most selfish person I've ever met in my Slow entire- down. Take it over. Delightful. So what are your thoughts about this? Let's have sex one more time. And if you have any extra cash, that would be amazing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Love it. You and I are done. Love it. What? Polly Flax. Marrying me will you be? Your wife be coming. Me will I. <laughs> Oh. I know this one. So guys, 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 we're moving to Colorado. All of us? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was beautiful. That's a lot that happens back there's there. A, there's a lot that happens. Breakups, even marriages, everything in between. Um, just a reminder to everyone at home listening, please write us your favorite annex moments. We would love to hear about it. Yeah, go for it. Um, and speaking of, let's move on to some listener questions. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, everybody, listen up. If you are not in that conference room in two minutes, I am going to kill you. All right, guys. Well, uh, as as we talked about this on last week's episode, we had a few that we didn't get to. So here we go. Let's jump into some questions for this week. First of all, we have a uh, voicemail from Corey in Corvallis. A little fact for us. Mm. Hey, guys. Hope you're doing well. This is Corey out of Corvallis. Just wanted to call in with a cool little fact. Uh, the very first record of the that's what she said joke uh in pop culture entertainment or in general was actually back in 1927 uh when alfred hitchcock uh used that term when he was uh filming his movie blackmail um and during a sound test uh he said that joke and ever since then it's just kind of you know caught on uh i just thought it was pretty cool that it's been around since 27 of all people Hitchcock I would have yeah. never expected that that's, uh, that's what anyway, she said yeah I thought it was pretty cool that maybe you guys would want to know that alright thanks that's that's interesting that that's crazy yeah that is crazy uh, like we actually have talked about that it's that's what she said is an English joke and I can't remember. I don't have it in front of me, but it's like what the maid said to the right. The, you can listen to our episode state about it. or something. Yeah, um, and and Alfred Kit Hitchcock, you know, a, a Hollywood filmmaker from England. So uh, maybe he, oh, maybe he, um, he was that's the what one. She said, who, you see, yeah. <laughs> the twenties. Still, that's very interesting, and that it survived, and that it, you know, obviously made its way through pop culture, yeah, and then right. kind of exploded when Michael Scott picked it up. You know, when <laughs> that, Steve Carell picked it up, right? Hitchcock that, like, to Michael Scott. That, yeah. Michael Scott is it's that, in, le- in, in the same league as Hitchcock. It's that British Hitch Scott. <laughs> Great Scott. Uh, it's that British, like dirty limerick, like mm-hmm. sense of humor. Um, totally. So, but that's super interesting. That's yeah. great. What a great little tidbit. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Corey. Said the actress to the bishop. There, there you, you go. Thank you. Uh, here's an email from Thaddeus in hey. Massachusetts. Different Thaddeus, different... <laughs> you gotta be kidding. No, no. You're telling me this is the third separate Thaddeus. I've never so. met a Thaddeus in my life. I've never heard of a Thaddeus. I'll what say are you this? talking about? We have three. We've had three. We've had there, three. Yeah. These are... His email said Theo, but that he signed it Thaddeus. So he might go by Theo, and he's playing up the Thaddeus hmm. for the show. Wait, mm. let's listen anyway. to it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's just it's an email. Okay. Who yeah. just says this? Do you think that Kevin is secretly a genius? There seems to be a lot of evidence that supports this. First, 
He answered all the questions in the trivia game in Philly, but maybe it was that just was a, a fluke. fluke. Next, during the webisodes, Kevin says that his IQ is above 100 and that Angela was the one who lost thousands of dollars from the company. Ooh, great callback to the webisodes. Yes, mm, the yeah. most substantial evidence is during the convict episode in season three, Kevin says to the camera that he's doing the same thing that Martin went to prison for, stealing, mem- stealing money from the company. How could Kevin be able to complete this task without being caught if he actually was as dumb as he is portrayed in the show? Mm-hmm. I, that, did we not address this on the fan theory episode? It came up. Okay. It came up, but uh, I thought we could we could rehash it. No, I think okay. it's, it's yeah. an interesting point because I'm thinking, too, of Kevin as a winner of a World Series of Poker bracelet, right? And then later when he's doing the... Uh, why say many words when few words do trick? Yeah, you know? yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, there's a thing where uh, Angela and Oscar are talking about how uh, he, it's a commentary on yeah. our perception. <laughs> yeah. Right? And, and Angela says, like, well, yeah, he's gotten worse over the years, but he's always been like this. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Which always felt like the writer's kind of talking to us. But if Kevin yes. were to be portraying himself as a secret genius, he would just be going further and further down that, that, yeah. uh, that rabbit hole, I guess. Uh, the rabbit hole, like playing the part up yeah. of not being yeah. a genius. Yeah. He gets himself fired, gets the severance pay, buys a bar. Mm-hmm. The Clevin. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Could it, be. It's I, a stretch. I, I've, I've I heard say the fa- hard no. He's not a genius. <laughs> I've heard the fan theory. I don't I know. You heard the Big Mac idea? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard the fan theory. That, I mean, I think it's fun to to think of it in that way. Mm-hmm. That I guess it's. But I mean, he's. I, I'd like to think it's of him more as the cartoon fall idiot. With hot chili. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, the hot chili thing. I mean, no one was around for that. So why was what was the point of what was the genius behind? A genius behind would that? not have carried that the way he was carrying it. I, yeah. I don't know. There's, or he used the paper tray with paper in it to scoop it yeah. up. There's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of things. Uh, what do you I, think? I'm. I mean, I just love the the thing where he's talking about cookies, and he's like, "Never trust a cookie with a lady's name." <laughs> Lorna Dune. Pecan Sandy, <laughs> Madeline, like they'll, they'll, they'll always break your let heart. you down. Yeah, they'll break your heart. They'll let you down in the end. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, Stanley says this about Michael, but he's like, is he some sort of secret genius? Yeah. Sometimes I say crazy things. Yes. You know? yeah. yeah, I mean, Kevin's idea to take every time you order a Big Mac, set yeah. one ingredient aside. Then later mm. you'll have a free Big. Later Mac. in the week. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible idea. <laughs> Awful. Oh, God. Awful. It really was all about cookies, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> cookies. <laughs> all right. Last voicemail here okay. uh, coming from Jenny in San Antonio. Hi, guys. This is Jenny calling from San Antonio, Texas. I was calling uh, about your Phyllis episode the other day, and you guys were kind of talking about how uh, Phyllis gained all this confidence at one point in the show, and you tied it to her having this uh, secret over Angela and Dwight, and I really have to disagree. I think it's a running theme in the show that all of the female characters gain this sort of stronger personality and confidence as a direct result of their male counterparts in the show. So for Phyllis, for example, she started gaining all of that confidence and being her little sassy Phyllis self um, after she started dating Bob Vance. And uh, you look at Pam, too, like after she left Roy and started getting at Jim more. Like, she gained a lot more confidence, and we start hearing her speak up a lot more. Angela with Dwight, uh, she starts being a lot more vocal around the office, and even Kelly with Ryan. Kelly was, for the most part, a super quiet character before this obsession with Ryan, and then all of a sudden she became one of the loudest characters on the office. So uh, I think it's truly a running theme with the office that uh, these females get more confidence or become a little bit stronger personality-wise uh, as a direct result of their relationships with female characters. Uh, thank you guys so, so much for doing this podcast. I absolutely love it. Bye. Oh, that's awesome. Oh my God. That was, thank, thank you so much. Such a great point and so well articulated. A really well thought <laughs> out yeah. point. Called that's... in from the Dayton racetrack there. Yeah. No. It is an apt, apt analogy, <laughs> an apt analogy, Robert. Um, apt. Yeah. Um, that, that's, uh, that is such a great point jenny and i think you're right i think you're totally. absolutely right especially with i mean kelly is a great example she, her character gets a lot louder after um after she gets a male counterpart 
I don't know if that's a good thing or a deliberate thing. What What do you guys think? It, I think the the pattern is undeniable, right? You can see that with each character. Yeah. Right? There is certainly correlation, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's necessarily causation that the writer has intended, but it is undeniable when you look at all these characters, with the exception of Meredith, who remains single throughout the show, like Clooney. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but I think you can argue that she's had a, you know, her, yeah. her love life is very active, I guess you yeah. could say, Bruce. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but anyway, uh, I, I think it's such a great point and one that I hadn't really thought about before. So, yeah. I mean, we've mentioned the marinators. <laughs> That's crazy well, like, talk. We said last week how much The Office fails the Bechdel test. Right. In, in yeah, every yeah. way, you and, know, and it, it's certainly in line with that. that and many pop cultural, you know, yeah, entries do. That a lot of female characters, their identity is fully realized once they're like paired with a guy. Right. Right. That I could, it does happen in that way. I, I think, I think Pam is maybe the exception of that. She seems to be completely, I think, developed and complex, like before yeah. any of that. But, uh, and not to say the others aren't, but it's it is just a way of right. It's like to create more comedic situations and to get them more involved. It's like <laughs> if you have a partner in the office, it's going to be a lot easier for that to happen. Definitely, uh, and and I mean that's I mean that's it's a sitcom. It, yeah, you need sure. you need some element of kind of like romance and things like that. Those are going to be the interesting stories. Mm-hmm. You know, Meredith is not nearly as important as Phyllis and totally. and Angela and stuff like that. I mean, she's more of a side character. She mm-hmm. never has a male counterpart. You can definitely point like you can definitely see that. Um, I just i I like thinking more that Phyllis like is just kind of like a strategical person. And Mm -hmm. when she gets that little thing that she has over Angela, then she becomes more powerful. I I do think that also she is dating Bob Vance, like from the start of the show. We just don't really know that. Like we just don't really know her character very well. Am I wrong or? I mean, she just announces I'm getting engaged to, uh, I'm engaged to Bob Vance, which is right. right, right, And then Pam says, when did you get that? You know, to her engagement ring and thing and things like that. I think, there are basically like three things that are all kind of working together, which is um, you have the overall development of the sitcom into a more broader ensemble. So all the characters naturally get more lines, more screen time, more uh, development, right? I think um, there's another thing that generally happens in sitcoms like that you were saying that basically when a sitcom lasts long enough, basically every character dates each other, you know? Totally. There's something that you see a lot. Like I'm thinking oh, of God, Parks yeah. and Rec. How, Remember when how Anne, I met your mother. Anne yeah. Perkins and Tom Haverford dated for like a hot second, Ugh. right? It just it it the, the this tends to happen in sitcoms, and then I think the third thing is also true. What uh, what Jenny brought up, which is that like when characters, uh, I mean, when the female characters do have sort of a, a male character that pops up in their life as one, as a result of one development or dynamic or writing decision or another, these things all work together, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that pattern I think is super super interesting and a great way to think about The Office and probably mm-hmm. about sitcoms in general. Yeah. yeah, and like there's no Angela character in the BBC Office. And I feel like that's like Dwight was already established as a main character right from the beginning. And I feel like Angela becomes a main character much more so oh, than other people in the mm. office just yeah. because of like her romance with Dwight. Definitely. You know, and it's, it's a great element of the show. Like it adds a lot. So, so much of the end of season nine is about Angela and Dwight. Totally. Yeah. 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 Well, honestly, Jenny, I kind of almost want you to write back or call back to us. And cause I don't think that you really told us how you like, felt about that or do you do you like that 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 they gain confidence when they have a male counterpart does it they do you think that there's a good reason mm-hmm. for it i i, de- I you've definitely we're aware there's no pattern. female co-host yeah. <laughs> here. we cannot yeah. provide yeah that perspective so yeah help us out um but uh but thank you so much for calling in that's a great great mm-hmm. observation one more quick one before trivia guys oh, yes. okay. this is from meredith on facebook not Clooney meredith mm-hmm Hello, Michael Scott Podcast Company. I have been wanting to think of some fun, insightful question to ask you guys, but instead I've got a really random question. In Season 6, Episode 26, Whistleblower, Joe is questioning everyone in the conference room. While she's in there with Dwight, around 6 minutes, 50 seconds, a random man walks in and hands Joe a piece of paper. Who is this guy? I can't find him on Dunderpedia or IMDb. I have the scene queued up here. Do you guys want to see who this is? All right, take a look. You turning that money into more money? Are you referring to alchemy? I don't like to tell a man what to do with his money, but if you ain't investing in property, then that? you're dumber than a dummy. Like a bodyguard or something. Wait, can you well, back it? Can you back yeah, it yeah. really quick? One more time. Referring to alchemy. I don't like to tell a man what to do with his money, but if you ain't investing I think in I property, recognize then him. you're Hold dumber on. than a dummy. Really? Yes. No way. Here, yeah. I'm, I'll try and pause it on him. 
referring to alchemy. <laughs> Season six whistleblower, okay. right? Yeah, I got a freeze frame on him here. Okay. This was a great point you brought up here, Meredith, because I've never noticed this guy. I've never yeah, me even... Neither. This is the first time I've ever... I feel like I've ever seen him. And you're right. What's he... Joe's so casual about it. He's clearly... Oh, it's not It's not this guy, is it? No, it's That's not who that I thought guy. it was. Oh, you're showing us a picture of the delivery man from, from Threat Level Threat Midnight. Level That's Midnight. who I thought it was. That would be... That would have been brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been amazing if they. If had I had it. thought, if I had made the connection, I mean, yes. this is clearly I, I was to be brilliant. her like driver or something like that. Yeah, it's I mean, probably her. That's probably he's a good just guess. A, she, he's just a member of Joe's entourage. But that is, I love, I love that. Like the, it's like there's a person in the office who seems to belong there who who we don't know and anything about. And according to Meredith, just completely uncredited with this role. Uh, at he's all. on an IMDb. Yeah. No. Good catch, Meredith. Yeah. yeah. Nice one. All right. Well, you guys want to do some trivia now? Yeah. Let's do some trivia. Let's just do our thing, collect our hardware, and get the hell home. Woo! All right, guys. Trivia this week comes from EJ on Facebook. Huge shout out. This is our first fan submitted trivia. Awesome. By the way, the E in EJ stands for Edwin. Hey, yo. Which he loves. <laughs> Hello, my brother. That's funny. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay. All right. I printed off the answers here. Let's see if this works. And he said he's just been keeping these on his phone as he watches, which is that's a great way to do it. Mm. Um, Good but, call. But uh, the the demand of trivia on our show is so much that I don't get the time to really just do this sort of random trivia. But these are no. always mm-hmm. the best ones. Um, question number one: name or name all of the Christmas episodes in order. All right, Christmas uh, party. Yes. Benihana Christmas. Yes. Nothing in season four. Correct. Yes. Season five is. Uh, it's not Secret Santa. No. Classy Christmas. No. Moroccan Christmas. Yes, Moroccan Christmas. Classy Christmas. No. Secret Santa. Then Secret Santa. Yes. Classy Christmas. Yes. Um, Christmas wishes. Correct. And season nine, Dwight Christmas. Excellent. Oh, Very nice. good. Yeah. Very nice. Well done. Okay. Well, I named them all. <laughs> or we named them all. Yes. Um. What's Kevin's excuse when Michael asks about hanging out the night of Jim's party? When everyone's leaving the office and he's seeing, what are you up to tonight? He's like, I'm going to go to a play or something like that. No. I'm very, it's very, uh, yeah, it's something like that. Michael calls him out right away. He has like a, like a well thought out. No, yes. His is so thorough that Michael's Mm -hmm. just like, okay. 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 Yeah. 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 I I always read it as like he knew it was fake. I am going to what? Yeah, yeah, that's probably yeah, you're probably I'm right going there. Going to a movie or something like that. My brother is in town, and uh, we're yeah. going to the Alaska Film Festival and oh, the science. Nice. Oh, nice, nice, nice. What's the number of Michael's condo? Oh no, nah. One oh six. One twenty six. Ah, pretty close. close. Pretty One close. number off. Yes. What place does Jim get in the NESA Salesman of the Year contest? The year that Dwight wins. Sixth. Ninth. Ninth. Ooh. Ninth. What's the prize? Gino's Pizza. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tasty, delicious pizza. Do they play DVDs? <laughs> uh, during the merger cold open, what does Pam use to time Dwight as he runs laps around the building? It's a thermometer. Yes, a digital thermometer. What room is the deposition held in? Oh, it's a memorial conference room. Yes, of uh, who? Oh, my gosh. Whoa. Is it Robert Mifflin? Yes, the Robert wow. Mifflin hey! Memorial Conference Room. Nice. Very nice. Very good job. Um, let's see. In dinner party, Michael has a neon beer sign. What country is the beer from? Oh, it's All right. Germany. Yes. Yeah. It it's St. Pauli girl. It's St. Pauli, yeah. who is like an, isn't that, that's a non-alcoholic beer. I think it's real beer. Is it non-alcoholic? That would be so funny. I'm I had almost no idea. certain that it's if not. If Michael al- had a non-alcoholic beer sign, that would, that's actually. Are you looking it up? Incredible. I'm looking it up. Well, more on that in a second. Uh, name of the school that they're at in job fair? Valley uh, View. Valley View. Uh, this has come up a couple times. Yes, I know yeah. you weren't going to miss that again. Uh, in the episode The Duel, what is taped under the kitchen table? When Dwight uh, is going through his weapons. Which one does he have under the kitchen table? It's not shurikens. It's like a scythe or something, right? It's a star-shaped thing. It's okay. the throwing star. Yeah. Correct. Fill in the blank from Oscar. The Prius is silent under five miles per hour. He deserves to win. He deserves the <laughs> win, yes. 
I think about that sometimes when I see Priuses on the road. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. It's really funny. Any news on St. Pauli Girl? Oh, I just there's nothing that calls it out as non-alcoholic. Yeah, on, I, think uh, it's, I think it's just. Yeah. Oh no! Okay. Wait. Uh, oh, there are three kinds. I'm sorry. St. Pauli Girl Lager, which is a Pilsner. Special Dark, which is a dark lager, and NA, which is not alcoholic. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. okay. So, Apologies. Yeah. Um, all right. This is like Jim and Kathy. <laughs> yeah. So that that quote was right from Zoolander, but it was in, in a deleted scene. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what company do Dwight and Ryan egg in initiation? Oh my gosh, I can see it oh, in my head. Oh, that's a good one. It's like White or Meyer or something like that. Mm-mm. I don't know what it is. What is Axelrod. Axelrod. Yep. It's blue letters LTV. on a yep. gray yeah. building yep. face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good. That's a good question. Uh, oh, this is an easy one. Uh, fill in the blank. Thus, saving you a trip to the store for a can of expensive. Goose grease. Goose Correct. <laughs> Correct. Uh, what name does Kelly want to give her hypothetical child in the negotiation? Usher. Raymond the Third. Kapoor? Something like that? No. no you're uh, so close. Oh, my gosh. So it's another star. Yeah, it's another it's star. Usher and then the name of another star in Kapoor. Oh, my God. Usher. It's like Puff Daddy. <laughs> Justin Timberlake or something like no, that. No, Usher, Jennifer Hudson Jennifer Kapoor. Hudson Kapoor. Wow. Yes. Great one. EJ got, got Edwin on a couple of these. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, last question here. What is the headline that Michael makes up for the press conference during product recall? Oh, yeah. <laughs> loyal company. No. Or company apologizes to loyal customers. Some Colin. companies still know how business is done. Something along those lines, right? Pretty close. Yeah, it's entirely too Scranton long. Area Paper Company, okay, Dunder yeah. Mifflin, apologizes to valued client. Some companies still know how business is done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. That's it. That's great. That is yeah. a great trivia. Thank you so yeah, much. Thank you, EJ. Yeah. Please. Team Edwin, represent. Oh, God. Jane's gang. Mm-hmm. Um, Toot, Jane's. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> please, uh, please send us your own trivia questions or your questions or your comments. Um, we want to hear them. Call us, 503-694-9314. We have an email address, mspodcastcompany at gmail.com. We're on Facebook and Instagram, Michael Scott Podcast Company. We're on Twitter, at Michael Scott Pod. We have a website, michaelscottpod.com. Special thanks to Ryan Lloyd, who runs our social media and designs our artwork. And this episode was recorded uh, at the OG studio in the Ward Brother Residence in Portland, Oregon. Whose house? Ward's house. (laughs) Good to be home. Um, Yeah, please send us your favorite Annex moments. Please send us your trivia Mm -hmm. questions. Ryan, do you think I should get a fedora? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Jenny, we want to hear from you again, too. So, yeah. uh, And everyone who called in left the voicemail. Yeah, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you, Third Thaddeus. This is uh, how many th- more are there? This is the Several. most. <laughs> so, like, I mean, what are we? We're in our fifty somethingth episode. F- this will be fifty. The whole point of fifty five. The whole point of do- doing this episode is that we thought we we could we could figure something out if we just kept talking about the show. And while it's a lot of fun talking about it, us three at this table in Portland, Oregon, having other people write to us and be a part of the discussion is has become the part that I never would have imagined for that's this so show. good so that's that's I think you know every episode now we're answering questions and mm-hmm. we're having full mailbag uh, episodes and we're you know I we love try it. to yeah we try to write back to people when they message us so please I mean I love it more yeah <laughs> so thank you guys so much thank you yeah please remember to rate and review the show uh, it helps us helps people find the show thank you so much to everyone who has left a rating or review uh, truly truly appreciate it I'll say it every single time but <laughs> yeah. we love you all so Forever. much yeah, yeah it makes it makes us uh, all so happy and it makes doing the show such a joy really and truly yeah um, but yeah we'll see you next week Bippity poppy give me this up yes sir seeking the truth never gets old introducing June's journey the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.